Hello and welcome to the Mr. On a Limb podcast. After a brief hiatus, myself, Jacob Staten, and uh, JJ Armstrong are rejoining you. JJ, how are you? Uh, I'm very, very good. How are you? It's been a long time. I am Gucci Mane on the runaway train, thank you. We've just had uh, Christmas and New Year. Uh, we're only one cancelled game. We're bollock deep in the Super Cooper army. Um, we did, brief, brief moment to explain the, the hiatus. Um, I have had a second child and JJ has done his best to give his liver a kick in. So, um, we were never available for a podcast, but here we are, knee deep in January, ready to go again, aren't we, JJ? Yeah. Um, I put a tweet out. Well, this shows how useless we are even more because I put a tweet out uh, a week ago, a whole week ago, saying that we were doing another podcast that that weekend. However, never happened. But David Jones, the legend that we have missed, David Jones, tweeted us saying, where on earth have you been and how do you refute the vicious and unfounded rumour that you don't know how to deliver a podcast when things are going well at Forest? So maybe that that's a- the reason why we've not been doing a podcast. It could be got fuck all to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> that's a reverse. You don't sing when you're winning. Is that yeah. is that what yeah. we're saying? Yeah. We only okay. Sing. Wait. No, we don't sing when we're winning. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's yeah. been a while. We're a bit rusty on this old podcast. You don't. <laughs> you don't moan like cunts when we're winning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. We don't. We don't. Stick about, <laughs> stick about because you're gonna listen to us. Be positive about Forest. Can you believe that? Bloody hell. So, JJ, where did we get up to last time? What was the... uh... So, the last time we recorded a podcast was way back in October, which was an entirely different landscape back then. Um, Entirely different, yeah. I think, I might be wrong, it's been that long, but it sounds like it was off the back of a 3-0 away victory at Birmingham. Um, So a lot's happened since then. It brings us quite nicely on a quite tidy away victory that we experienced yesterday, uh, which was against Millwall. So a lot's happened. A lot has happened since then. Yeah, we've 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 seemingly kicked on, and I think the last episode was called the Steve Cooper Effect 2021. And yeah, I suppose we can <laughs> dive straight into the Steve into Steve Cooper's reign. So obviously, we've got a lot more source material to look back on now. Well, now we're knee deep in a playoff. Hopeful, aren't we? Where I'm looking, I'm, just, I'm looking at so I think at least you said Birmingham away 3-0 a number of games so we're looking at would be uh, Blackpool at home 2-1 Bristol away 2-1 we lost at home to Fulham 4-0 which don't count we, 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 we didn't we weren't 4-0 losing that game in my opinion um, we won all away draw with QPR which is very respectable um, November saw a one all home draw with Sheffield United a 3-0 home win against Preston. One all the way at Reading. Nil-nil at home to Luton, but that the special dispensation on that, which was the... When a man sent off, didn't win a penalty. Bruce Samba come back yeah, into the form of his life. Uh, West Brom, nil. Nottingham Forest, nil. Friday the 26th of November, in which my uh, daughter was born around about 18 minutes after the final whistle. Yeah. Um, December... Saw so a 2-0 at home to Peterborough. Like games like that. Peterborough at home, 2-0. Hull City at home, 2-1. Uh, 
I mean, Swansea away 4-1. Well, okay. Just fucking, just feed it straight into my veins. Just make a quick, can I just digress for really quickly on that Swansea mm-hmm. one? I've never been so pissed yeah. off that we scored a fourth goal because I had a fiver on Forest 3-1. And Cafu, of all people, in the last minute, fucked it up. And we scored another bloody goal. Oh, Fly Stallone himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, games like that, we just, they, they are typical games that fuck our season up. Whenever we've done, whenever we've looked like we're doing well, they are the games. They are the, they are the, uh, banana skins. We then had a, uh, humbling 1-0 home defeat to Huddersfield Town. Which, yeah, which I'll defend and say, Bora game as well. Uh, yes. Which was, yeah. Was bad. Which, we, which admittedly, that's probably the first game under Cooper where we, we genuinely 100% haven't shown up, which yeah. I think that deep into his run is fair enough. The Huddersfield game at home, if, if for me, if we were to play like that every game from now until the end of the season, we could be, we could be touching automatic because we were fantastic. Particularly in that second half, we were fantastic. Yeah. And this is a, this, this really goes back to what we were saying when we were under Chris Hooten and saying that I would take that home loss playing like that every day of the week than Hooten Ball 1-0 win in that game. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, nine times out of 10, we score three or four in that game. Uh, don't think I've ever been as frustrated watching a football match uh, than watching that, but not frustrated in terms of our performance. I'd like to make that clear. Just mm. frustrated that it just wasn't going in. We we were yeah. unreal. It was just so annoying. Um, fair play to Huddersfield. They, they sort of sabri the mooch a little bit. Um Rode the lightning TM, and yeah, it was <laughs> it was just frustrating. But I think off the back of which sort of brings us nicely into this this last week, off the back of two league defeats, it was certainly a time for us to show what we were we were about and well, what what happened in the last week, Jake? Well, starting with the uh, traditional first weekend in January being the FA Cup. For third round, uh, we drew at home to Arsenal, which I can probably say, given the fact it was only 24,000 in the stadium, it means that, you know, we've definitely play, not played them three times in, in the cup in recent years. Um, I, I, I don't know, going to that game, I was never, I've never afraid of them. No. Never, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I wouldn't have mind if we lost him. We're playing against a, a, as of right now, a top four Premier League team. It's just, I don't know. I just always thought we'd have something about us and, and they definitely played a strong team. I was expecting a weaker team, if I'm being honest. But yeah, it was just, I don't know. The first half was very cagey and not very interesting if you didn't support every team. But the second half, we really came alive and, you know, apart from the, the scoreline being one nil for me, spanked them. Yeah. I think this is where we have to talk a little bit about just exactly what is the Steve Cooper effect because for me it's going into a game like that and just not being like scared of them at all just being quietly confident that we could do a job and even if we lost like we're expected to lose but just being excited to see his play is something I've not experienced this much in a long time I think this even rivals Sabri's near playoff season um, in terms of enjoyment but the Steve Cooper effect, it just it just gets you excited to, to watch games. And off that's off the back of two two league defeats. So 
off the back of two league defeats to see our team play with an identity like that against Arsenal, I mean, at times some of the players were completely unplayable, in particular Jed Spence. So, um, like, just fucking hats off to the team, hats off to Steve Cooper. And we had them under the cosh. You could argue that Arsenal was shit. Like, yeah, they weren't great, but we, we were. We were really good. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the stats for the game right now and it's the uh, what we touched on earlier about the tactics. It's not, you know, we had only had 33% of possession, which, you, well, I mean, under Cooper is probably going to be an anomaly when, while he's in charge. But instead of changing the way we played to adjust having the ball less, he just made sure that the team understood that when you do get the ball, you have to fucking do something with it, which they did. And it's, you know, look at, you know, shots on goal, seven and ten, Shots on target, we had three, they had zero. And it's just, and I think something Man United used to do really well under Ferguson. You didn't have to have possession as long as you were tactical, as long as, long as you, you know, they could have, if they can have 67% of the ball, if it's not in our box, it doesn't fucking matter, does it? Yeah. So, I mean, and Steve. Eddie and Ketty was there, so it didn't matter anyway. Yeah, true. It was useless. True. I mean, Steve Cook was fucking sensational, wasn't he, on his yeah. debut? He starts, that is that is the signing that Harry Arter, I thought Harry Arter was going to be. So I'll come back to that in one second. I just want to say that Martinelli and Saka absolutely pocketed by Spencer Colback, which is wild. Oh, yeah. I think Spence had the game of his career um, in that game. He was like the amount of text <coughs> messages I got from, obviously, we're on a bit of a bigger stage being on ITV. More eyes on us. I got a lot of uh, texts from people saying, "Who's that Spence guy?" And I thought, "Here we go. This this is where all our eyes are on him, and he's going to get sort of the big clubs watching." And to be fair, he thoroughly deserves it. Um, so hats off to both of them. He was definitely man of the match. But you say there about Cook. You talk. We talk about the Sabri season. What went wrong there? We have some point to the January transfer window. Um, and in that transfer window, we've got Gate and Bong, Adama Diacarbi, <laughs> and Nuno Costa. So yeah. talk to me now, Jacob. As it stands, we've got Keenan Davis, Steve Cook, and Richie Larry. Le- 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 yes, that guy. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. Larry. It's been a long time. <laughs> the stark difference for me is. We're doing we're doing transfers with a focus, and uh, we haven't seen the rare play yet. But Davis and Cork just look exactly what we need. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I can't say anything other than that. Steve Steve Cook was excited when we got linked with him because I, I was kind of I thought it was strange that we would be linked with somebody so good. I don't, know, I don't know what his season at Bournemouth looked like. I presume he played, well, he might not have played now. I'm going to have a quick look right now, but it's just, I don't yeah, know. He's he's played, there's that clip of him where, I think it was against Fulham where he made some incredible blocks, put his like body on the line mm. and stopped him scoring. So he's definitely played a few games. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It, it, it seems like a very sensible signing. Which is, I think, what you were alluding to. It's just, it's not something you really see. Um, Keenan Davis, all these Twitter warriors banging on about his goals to game ratio, he scored three goals and blah, blah, blah appearances. None of them would have been starts, or very, very few would have been starts. We're talking about goals scored in the final 30 seconds playing on the wing. 
because he's probably fast. You know what I mean? And the two games that I've seen him play, I think he looks fantastic holding the ball up. They're probably exactly what we need uh, to make it stick when we get up the other end of the pitch, particularly away. I think particularly away is going to be very important. Yeah. I um, Rich- Sorry, I just cut in on uh, Davis. I've got a mate who supports Villa. We asked him about, about Davis, what he's like, and he's essentially said, fantastic player, can hold up the ball really well, really skillful. His main letdown is in terms of just sticking it in the back of the net. But I think with regular starts, if he's playing like he is, I think the goals will certainly come. Yeah, I mean, you look at classic Liverpool, like they still had a Heskey, didn't you? you know, Heskey didn't score the goals that Owen did. It doesn't mean he was ineffective. <clears throat> you know what I mean? If, if if next season, if Lewis Graben scores 20 and Keenan Davis scores five, but I dare say Keenan Davis will have a bigger part to play in, in those goals that Lewis Graben scores. You know what I mean? So it's, it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? And, and then Richard, Richard Larea, I'm not going to lie, despite having a very, very, very serious football manager addiction, I've never heard of him. Uh, apparently, he's a, he's a right-footed left-back or something like that. He yeah, can play left-back. He's coming, he's, he's coming in to play left-back, apparently. I didn't really get it when I when I was under, under the assumption he was a right-back. But, yeah, coming in to play left-back. Um, yeah, I just, again, hope he does well. Hope he Hope he smashes the absolute life out of it. Because that is a position that we've had fuck all but trouble in ever since we didn't have the money to make Ryan Bertrand's transfer permanent under Billy Davis. I can't. We had Nicky Shorey on loan before that, didn't we? It just seems like we just had, no, we had nothing but problems since Julian Bennett was injured. That, that's that's the last time we had a solid left back for me. Yeah, Julian I mean, Bennett. Max Lowe um, has done fantastic, but then yeah. gets injured, which is a bit heartbreaking. I think. Colmack's done a really good job filling in, but it, mm-hmm. it's all everything that we do at the minutes down the right. So if we can get someone else that's uh, sort of mm. up for getting forward, Max Lowe back or whether Larray is the answer, I that's, think it's interesting yeah. to see that dynamic come in throughout the rest of the season, really. It could be a very shrewd signing to have a right back who could play left back and say, I mean, it feels if the Max Lowe this season. We've, we've got a much higher chance of signing Max, signing Max Lowe than we do of Jen Spencer right now. So we sign Max Lowe in the summer. He goes back to left back. Richard Larray goes to right back because as it pains me to say, but we ain't signing Jed Spence. Not a fucking cat, cat in hills. Even then, I don't want to think about the money we'll have to pay for him. Yeah. Uh, he, des- he deserves it. Uh, d- uh, yeah, when, he does, yeah. Jed Spence came, uh, came to us from Borough, my immediate thought was, we're signing... A player from Borough that they don't even want him. What the fuck mm-hmm. is this all about? What a stupid signing, but good guy. Yeah. That guy can play. Yeah, it's one of those things like I always think you shouldn't be allowed to loan players across the same division. It seems odd to me. Like it should be it should have to go down and do it. All loans should have to go down a division because otherwise, what's the point? It should be a transfer. But yeah, but like exactly the same. When he when he came in, I thought just play Finn back, just play. Jordan, Jordan Gabriel just play Jaden Richardson, but yeah, he's coming in. He's fucking the best thing since sliced bread, isn't he? So he uh, ain't half. Um, we'll pick up later about possible incomings. There's a few whispers. Well, we can tie that in, can't we? Nicely with the the, the second the the late the latest match, which was yesterday, which was uh, Millwall away, a notoriously inhospitable ground to go to. Um, but yeah, it's. I don't want to say snatch and grab. It was a very end-to-end game. 
Um, it's hard. I can't say that Mill deserved the draw, but I can't say that we deserved the win, if you know what I mean. I feel like if we, if we could have had like a point and a half and they could have had half, half a point, probably would have been fair. As ridiculous as that sounds, but you've got to be in it to win it, haven't you? They, they had their own uh, chances. Um, they could have, I mean, apart from some Samba heroics, which pretty much saved us, but um, we get... If you, I don't know if you're into XG. I'm certainly not. I don't quite get it myself because I think you've said you can't be half pregnant, so it doesn't really yeah. make it like we didn't score simple as. But we had a XG of three point something, which is the highest of the championship this weekend, and they had an XG of one. So I think on the surface we had we had a fair whack of chances when you think about mm. watching extended highlights today. Reminded me that we did have a fair whack of chances. Um, it just felt like one of those. It felt similar to Huddersfield, where just wasn't going in. Um, yeah, their keeper had a great game and kept them in it. But with as we talk about the Steve Cooper effects, part of that to add to it is we never know when we're beaten. We never settle. Um, a draw away at Millwall is good going, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to fight until the end and to carry on attacking, the, the legs that we've got. I struggle to remember a Forest team that sort of are able to fight to the end with that level of fitness. So, yeah, just just great job. Um, I think we we did deserve it on the surface of things. If you at the time, if you would have told me that you know ninetieth minute it's nil nil, would you take the point? I'd have said absolutely. But good God, last minute scenes once yeah. again. Yeah, which uh, brings us nicely into the man that was in no was nowhere near the uh, Millwall squad, which is. Uh, Jed Wallace who I, I literally the, <clears throat> the day we were linked with him I, I read on Sky Sports that he was just about to sign a pre-contract with Besiktas in Turkey because his contracts were within the season and then within two hours we were looking to hijack that which is exactly what we should be fucking doing it's just we seem to be smart now we seem to just be thinking you know like Oh, it, it, I don't know. I can't describe it. Like, it's just smart shit. Like, he's out of contract. So Millwall are definitely going to want to sell him to us rather than let him go for free to Besiktas. They'll get fuck all. So even if we pay half of what they actually want for him, it's still better than nothing. And apparently we're, we're actually waiting. The reason it's not happened already is because he's slightly injured, so they don't want to bother doing his medical twice. Smart. What? Just, just why fuck about? It's just, I don't know. It just, we seem to be clicking at the minute uh, everywhere on and off the pitch. I haven't had to say Marinakas's name in the last four months. Yeah, it was getting um, to the point, wasn't it? Where it was boiling down to um, Marinakis and I've, I've forgotten his name. That's, uh, Ventros. That's it, Ventros. I mean, I mean that says a lot. There's, there's a time when that was on the tip of my tongue a lot because uh, I say how toxic it is, how poorly the club had ran. But mm. Dane Murphy has come in and done a fantastic job, and just the whole outlook of recruitment is is incredible. Like Jed Wallace for Forest is a fantastic signing. We look at our bench yesterday, and our attacking options off the bench was Inconago, which is a great option to have off the bench. Um, so that that's good that we've got him. Um, Sunday Silver, I think he looked quite promising in recent games. Shocked me. Changed Shocked since me. we last spoke uh, on this podcast. And then the other one really is Lyle Taylor, which when you look at Keenan Davis, Lyle Taylor is just 
there's no point having him really. Um, he does he does everything that Lyle Taylor tries to do, but forty five times better. So attacking wise, without Mighton, without Lolly, um, and seemingly without the fact that Carvalho will never be played, mm. we are looking a little bit thin on the ground. So you add Jed Wallace in that, and we'll talk about it in a second, but possibly uh, Bowler. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's going to bode well for the rest of the season. That's a very, North, very North, exciting team. Northern Greenish. Northern Greenish, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll talk we'll about him. Um, so we, we're expected to put in uh, an increased bid for Josh Bowler at Blackpool. Um, apparently the deal's going to be more up front rather than based on extras, but... Um, we, me and Jake went to the city ground to watch his play against Blackpool um, we called him Aldi Grealish just probably because he didn't <laughs> like him but I dare say he played like him a bit he was, he had a bit about him he impressed me he stood out from that day um, so uh, yeah get him in he's young I think he's 22 yeah. possibly so fantastic he's got good potential um, probably got a bit more to learn but that's what Steve Cooper seems to be about. So, absolutely get him in. Great signing. So, yeah. Wallace and Bowler, fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's exactly what you want to see, isn't it? It's, I, I, and I was going to say this with a heavy heart, but it's it's not really because he's, he's not been on it for a long time, but I think this is the end of Joe Lolly. Yeah, um, I don't really know what's going on with him. Um, they keep saying illness, and possibly he had COVID and that's really affected him. Uh, I won't really speculate on that, but... Yeah, I think I thought maybe this season and under Steve Cooper he might thrive a bit. Um, I think I tipped him originally as the one to watch this season when we used to have Hewton. Mm. I thought that he might come into his own a bit. Um, you could tell that he was defeated under Hewton, um, and he's since said in many interviews that it was just a mixed message and didn't really let him express yeah. himself. So I think it would have been really interesting to see him under Steve Cooper. But I'm not sure we'll get that chance. I think possibly look, with hindsight now, we, we should have cashed in on him to do that all those years ago. Got a lot of money for him and said our goodbyes. But at the time, he was essential and one of the best players in the team, if not the. So, yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, I am reading a horrific article on the Evening Post right now. Apparently, Jed Spence is being linked with Arsenal. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised. and and Roma, Inter Milan, and Southampton as well. Right. Which you know what? Apparently, the, the fee is, is reportedly around ten million. We're never going to pay that. I wouldn't even particularly want to pay that if we went up. So you know, yeah, I, I don't know. He White deserves, mouth and he shake his it. hand. And as long as we can have him till the end of the season, I think he deserves whatever big move comes his way. Yeah. Um, but I'm confident, looking at how our recruitment team are acting, that we'll be able to find suitable replacement. Uh, if not, the fact that we've already got one, like you identified earlier. Um, Looking to keep low and getting the rear in, but yeah, yeah, I'm 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 not bothered about losing these players anymore because I've got faith. I finally got faith that we'll make the right uh, changes that are necessary. Yeah. So same thinking about it, you know, like even like if somebody came, you know, if Burnley or someone came over a big bid for Joe Worrell, yeah, somebody comes in with anything north of ten million for Joe. I don't get me wrong, I love Joe Worrell. I want him to be captain. I think he's fantastic. If somebody comes in with north of ten million. Take the money, you know what I mean. Like, and I and I'd say that knowing that at least a good portion of it would be afforded to be reinvested, and knowing that Dane Murphy and Steve 
will have already have a, a target identified to replace him. Yeah, there was that Sutar at Hearts. I think it's Hearts that we were. Yeah, he's he's already he's already signed a pre-contract with Rangers. Okay, well, I was going to say that like, that was that was like on Friday or something. Yeah, like he signed Rangers a... and Stoke calling for him, but I thought that might be a possible. Um, yeah, his brother his brother plays for Stoke as well. I think Harry Suter. Oh, maybe that's where I've got the Stoke thing from. But Sheffield United were definitely in for him. Uh, we were and Rangers, so I mean, uh-huh. I'm not surprised. Um, but it, but it, it did look a bit like we were identifying possible Warren replacements. Um, I think just the rest of it, we're not going to lose Warren in January. We're not going to lose Brennan in January. Um, so Cook, McKenna and Warren are back three. Uh, keeping Brennan Johnson with these possible... Jed Wallace, Jed Wallace. Um, yeah. yeah, Jed Wallace. Sorry, I don't know. I, I got I thought I got a mixed up with Jed Spencer, but that is his actual name. Uh, Jed Wallace and um, Josh Bowler. Like it's, it's a great bit of depth, and whatever happens next season, happens next season. If we lose these players, I'll be sad to see them go. But the way we'll reinvest, I think, will be fantastic. So I'm positive, very, very positive. Same, absolutely. So. On to next, which is the big one, which is the um, the, the the derby against Derby uh-uh. next Saturday. Be- uh. Before before we go on to the big one, which is the Derby game, we're going to talk. We're going to pick. Uh, since we last spoke, what has been your favourite game? Oh yes, sorry, yes, thousand apologies. So since the Birmingham, uh, we're excluding the, we're excluding Arsenal. That's the FA yeah, Cup. We're going to league, yeah. Go in league, go in league. Go, go on, JJ, you go first. I think it's got to be uh, the two-one away victory to Bristol City, um, purely because uh, that was sort of <laughs> I was basically watching it at home. Uh, with I follow whatever it is now, Forest TV. And I was running around my house screaming like a little girl, <laughs> chair on the floor, never felt scenes like it, watched the highlights constantly for the next week. Um, but just was so exciting. That's way back in October that was. There's a lot happened since, but I just I just thought it's fantastic. I thought it just shows the, the the grit and determination that we have under Cooper now that we don't know when we'll be in. Um the fans' reaction as well was incredible. Um, so many good videos have come from that. But yeah, yeah, what a game, what a performance, and what a team. Yeah, I so my so I was originally going to go for what I think was quite an obvious one of the Swansea away for one. However, for the same reasons, I'm actually going to go for the game after. I'm going to go for Hall at home two one because and I alluded to it earlier. That is the kind of game that. We lose, draw, don't get anything out of, um, in the, you know, under, under many, under many, in many seasons, under many managers past, that is exactly what happens. Whereas what actually happened is we went down one nil in the first half quite unjustly and we just turned the fucker around. We just turned it around for a third, maybe, maybe for, th- for a third win on the trot, we turned it around and it just, that kind of epitomizes Steve Cooper in charge for me. So that this, yeah, hold at home for me. That's, that's the game. Something else happened in that game, um, which I think you have been shouting out for years, absolutely years. Um, and it actually happened. People thought you were mental, but it actually happened. Do you know what it is? Go on. Ryan Yates at centre back. It happened. You all thought I was crazy. Noles Barkley. Does that no. mean that you're as tactically? 
clear stew as Steve Cooper? Uh, actually, more so because more so, I actually right, okay. I, I I called it months ago. You didn't called I, it so. shit. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, give him a go. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's nice to see things like that happen. It's like Matty Cash for me is a is a wonderful example of somebody using their brains. Matty Cash started out as a centre midfielder, and you know, quite clear, quite clear earlier on was well, quite clear to everyone earlier on that he wasn't good enough. Went to the wing. Quite clear earlier on that he wasn't fast enough. He didn't, you know, he didn't have the, didn't have the source to, to, to do it. Use your brain. Don't waste your career. Move to right back. Next thing you know, he's playing in the fucking Premier League. And doing a job at that. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I don't know. It just, that kind of thing needs to happen more often for me. There are, there are perennial, there are perennial players who are too set. And it can go the other way. You can get players like Greg Halford who play literally a different position every week and, his career never really gets tied down or, or takes off type thing. And it's, you know, and that's, that's, that's the other thing of it. But uh, players need to be more flexible for me. And, you know, Which, it's just... I don't know if you read it, but The Athletic did an article uh, a few days ago which showed just how flexible we are as a team. Obviously, we've got Ryan Yates for the centre-back, Jack Colback uh, left-back. Left back. We've got Zink and Argo to play across the front three or deeper in midfield. You've got Johnson anywhere across front three, Brabham anywhere across front three. You know, we've got these players. We are flexible. Um, yeah. And I think that that's great. And that's something that Stevie Cooper has, has really done. He's, he's been able to be flexible. And that's not just in positions, but in the game as well. I think Cole's a prime example. He makes the right substitutions. He changes yeah. system when he needs to. Just in general, like, he's got a plan B. Hewton had a plan A, which was a shit plan A, but never had a plan yeah. B. Um this I think I think grass. going back to the going back to the back three with the fullbacks is clearly what Cooper wants because I, I had no issue with the, the four two three one or, or whatever I have no issue whatever formation he plays but I just think we're much more interesting putting that formation the the fullbacks are, have way more scope if you know what I mean and it's just I don't know, it's, it's, I, it's I, nice that system. System. I think it's a bit more exciting and. You know, getting low back on the rear instead of cold back. Cold back's been fantastic. Don't get me wrong, he's done a really mm. good job. Um, we'll go straight back in the centre midfield, won't he? Yeah, I mean, got, the fact Garner Yates, cold back um, in the centre. Ojeda. Ojeda. Ojeda's looked great when he played as well, so that yeah. is some great depth. Um, I would just on your other point about Ryan Yates being centre back, I would be inclined to agree that that's his sort of desired position. However, some of the passes that he's been playing, under Cooper, he's splitting yeah. the defence. It's, it's something oh, yeah. I never thought I would see with Ryan Yates. Um, yeah, absolutely. He's playing. He's just playing smarter. Um, and to think all the shit we used to give him for being just a busy idiot, as our mate would you used to say. Uh, yeah. But he, he's not. He who must not be named. He's a clever idiot. <laughs> he's, a, he's, <laughs> he's very clever. He splits defences. Um, I think he's. I mean, the cross for Grabman's goal uh, against Arsenal was perfect. If a few against Millwall the other day where he just slotted it through the defence like get Johnson in player like that is sort of indisposable so you think I think yeah what, what, this one thing with, with Ryan Yates that he always had was he always had the effort to improve yeah he's got so as long as yeah so you know if, if the right things are in place which Steve Cooper in charge appears to be he will improve because his effort levels are better than everyone else's 
I, I don't think or I'll just well, I don't, I'll say I don't think or I fucking know that under under Chris Hooton he would the, the guidance to improve wasn't there. Whereas under Steve Cooper and he and he said it himself did in the interview Ryan Yates but basically he didn't want any days off. He wanted to be on the training ground with Steve Cooper improving. So Yeah. Great work, I think. Um, so yeah. I guess we've got to apologise to him once again for the shit we've given him. And we'll we'll apologise once again. Uh, <laughs> Reece Samba. Uh, sorry. Yeah. We said he was, his time was up. Time to get hold of in <laughs> under the dark days of Chrissy Heaton. But what a, what a play. He's, kept, he's won well, a lot of points this season. He, what he, defending, defending ourselves, he was bad. He was making mistakes week in, week out. He's, he, he needed... He needed whatever Steve Cooper brought to, you know, he's, he's back on side and you see the video from the end of the Millwall game of it was Bree Samba pushing him towards the fans to do the, the fist bump and stuff like that. So it's just, it's just, it's something's clicking at the minute and we need to, and, and thankfully that somebody at the club's recognised it and he's, he's, you know, moving heaven and earth in the transfer market because this is a fantastic, you know, I know we're a bit further away than we, we wanted to be with the, with the Middlesbrough and the, what was the other game we lost? But yeah, yeah, yeah with those two, with Huddersfield, we're a bit further away than we wanted to be, but still a lot of football to play, a lot of points to go for. So, I mean, the fact that we're even here dreaming after the first seven games having one point, one point, yeah, incredible. Uh, so, yeah, good job. One thing I'll say is anyone listening, if you want to let us know what your favourite game under Chris, uh, oh, Chris, under Steve, not him, under not Steve a lot. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. If you want to let us know what your favourite game under Steve Cooper is, has been, let us know because we'd be interested to to know. And let, yeah, let us know why as well. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, into into the derby game. I suppose we should probably keep this brief because I don't want to say, but. They're not bottom, JJ. I know. Um, pre- but admittedly, Barsley do have two games in hand, though. Barsley that's, that's do the- have, still have two games in hand. I don't know if I trust that they'll do anything with those two games. <laughs> um, but, the fuck, I mean, if you add on their 21 points to where they're at, they're at 23rd place now uh, with 14 points. You add on their 21 points and they would be just a position below us at B11. 35. So, right. yeah, 35. So, they'd be 11th, one point below us, two points off us. So, realistically, I know, you know, the safe but granite wheel should be a bike, but realistically, it is sort of top-half game. Um, and they've been playing like it as well. They've been in incredible form, as have we, but it's working for them. Um, I, I must admit, I've heard some wonderful things, though, um, around... If they don't prove that they've got enough money to continue by February the first, then they're going to get fucking wound up as a club. Yeah, yeah, I can't. They, say they, they, happening, but it's- I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I know there's a number of people willing to buy, but apparently, the sticking point is the people who buy the club also yeah. have to sort. I, I don't know what the beef with Middlesbrough is. So I don't know what Borough, the beef with Middlesbrough is. Borough reckon they missed out on playoffs. Uh, the, the year that Derby lost, I think it was to Villa in the final, possibly. Oh, yeah. Yes, they, they did. Yeah, they yeah. Because they were fast and loose with the rules that they cost them a lot of money and they could have got, they should have got in the playoffs essentially. Oh, because Derby took the last place, didn't they? And beat Leeds in the semis. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I know, I know Wickham's beef, which is a very fair beef. Wickham's is much fairer to me, I think. And mm-hmm. Middlesbrough, 
I mean, there's going to be a number of games that season where they did pick up points. So, you know, it's all ifs and buts. Um, is is what it is. But I mean, if it costs the money, it costs the money. But Wickham's is definitely a fair and valid point. But yeah, they're, absolutely. They're, they're gonna, they're gonna, um, they're essentially gonna have to sort out that mess and pay that off. Yeah. So, interesting. Interesting, interesting. But yeah, I mean, I'm still. I, I, I'm gonna say two one Forest. That's that's how confident I am. Oh God! Uh, I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna be really honest here, and people definitely boo me for it. But I'm, I'm a bit worried, and I think this could very well be the last time. They, they've got years. a lot of they've got a lot of momentum, and they've got a very Jose Mourinho us versus them yeah, mentality. Yeah. They, they, I feel like this is possibly with them going down. Hopefully, that's still gonna happen. Be incredible if they don't, yeah. but. This could be the last time they play is at the city ground for years, maybe. Mm. And I think oh, okay. I'm scared of the last time <laughs> being, being as but I'll say 3 1 Forest still. All right. Well, you say 3 1 Forest, I'll say 2 1 Forest. I will we'll leave the caveat of we'll take the draw because it always. means when them cunts go down, we keep the trophy forever. Always, always take a draw. Um, I don't, I feel like the last few. The last few uh, derby games have been a little bit dull. Um, aside from the one where there was that back pass with, which Grebbin latched onto, that was all right. Um, but they've just been a bit nervy and I haven't really enjoyed... Oh, you mean you never really enjoyed a derby game? But yeah. I would love to see us just go full Steve Cooper and just go for it. The, the atmosphere yeah. is going to be incredible. Um, I, I feel like... I feel like this is actually going to be a good game. I don't think this is going to be one of those shit shit derbies with all yeah. too scared to score or concede. So it ends up 1-1 or 0-0. I think this balls to the wall, I think we'll see. I fucking really hope we, we win it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I suppose that's that's where we leave you, isn't it, JJ? That's, yes, you know, we've, that's it. Hopefully you're still with us. Hopefully you still want more. Yes. Um, we promise we're going to do more regular. Um, more, less, more regular. Well, we're going to do more regular, uh, which was good English. Um, we're going to do this more <laughs> regularly. We're going to make sure that we don't let it slide like it has. It's definitely not yes. going to be a few months. Um, or if doing this podcast we go on a horrible losing streak and it ends up being all our fault then I guess we'll we do one every day because we like to be miserable yeah actually that might be a good thing we might get our tenacity back but hopefully <laughs> we've been at least a little bit positive this episode I feel like we have I don't think yeah. don't think we've been negative at once so that's what, it. what have so we got to be negative about JJ what have we got to be negative about um Gate and Bong's still here, but it looks like he's going, so it, that could all be... Oh, Canada. See ya. Cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thank, thanks, for, thanks for sticking with us and thanks for listening once again. Yeah, if, you, if you're new here, hello. If you come back, God bless you. And um, yeah, thank you very much. Yes. Yes. <laughs>